kinks the sun, 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 sun kinks. We are sun kinks. Hello geeks and welcome to another episode of the Scent Geeks podcast. We're actually recording this podcast slightly later than usual because my three-month-old baby is, quite frankly, selfish and she will not she will not adhere to anybody else's schedule or plans, which is quite rude. In fact, I don't know what she contributes to the household, if I'm honest. It's quite disappointing. But aside from that, my name is Steve. You may know me from my YouTube channel, Frags to Riches, uh, but I'm not alone. I'm only 50% of the podcast hosting partnership, and the other 50% comes from Chris, who has the channel Fragmental, who recently hit 40,000 subscribers. So check his bad self. Chris, how are you doing, my friend? You all right? Hi Steve, I'm great thanks. Yeah, it's good to chat to you again. Look forward to these Sunday nights, our little chats. We can catch up with the world of uh, of Fragcom and fragrance. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, to be honest, I was just looking forward to, to getting away from the kids, if I'm honest, to have a little break. Uh, I think we need to do like a three-hour podcast is what I'm thinking. Just so I, I can go, oh, I've got, got to get away and go and do the podcast. But uh, yeah, how's yeah, your Your little one's not been playing ball, unfortunately. No. No, oh, she hasn't. Dear. It's it's almost like she just doesn't care about what anybody else is doing. It's In she's very considerate. selfish. Yeah. Very. I, I I would consider upping her rent, if I'm honest, mate. Well, mate, I'm just uh, what is she bringing to the party really? I mean, she's just take take take. She's very needy. Very needy. Yeah. Is all I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's feeding and and all that sleeping and just getting pushed around, you know. It's just yeah, yeah, she's selfish. She She's selfish, mate. That's all I'm saying. Have a word. Have a word. I do need to have a word. But um, how's your week been? All right. I've had a good week, thanks. Yep. So obviously we're still in lockdown here in the UK. Uh, my kids are still having to self-isolate from school. We found out that it was one of their um, teaching assistants uh, who um, who tested positive. So yeah, they've both been at home for kind of a week and a half now, and they go they go back to school on Wednesday just in time for nativity and all the all the christmas stuff so yeah it's been it's been a little bit of a challenge having them at home but they've been great they've done really well and uh, helen's been great in in trying to balance giving them enough work to do and uh, and also getting her own work done as well so yeah it's been it's been it's been fine it's uh it's been all right we've had a we've had a nice weekend this weekend i'm, I'm i love the weekends because i'm a hammer I hammer the videos now, YouTube and Instagram, um, Monday to Friday. So I look, I look forward to it. I, I mean, I love it. I enjoy it, but I, but I'm working hard. But so I love the weekends now because I try and make sure I've got everything boxed off. I'm, I'm you know, I'll go up till nine o'clock Friday night, get everything done, and then I know I can have, well, at least Saturday because you know we're back, we're kind of back yeah. to it when we're recording this, aren't we? Um, but I, uh, I'm, I'm loving the weekends. I, I mentioned last week that. Uh, the girls have started to started to get into Mandalorian, and uh, so we like they get excited and they're like, "Daddy, can we watch the new episode of the Mandalorian after breakfast?" So I'll make them pancakes now every Saturday morning while Helen goes out for a jog, and then after pancakes, uh, I, I get put, get my cup of coffee and we go and watch Mandalorian. But this <laughs> this week, I um I just I usually I drink a lot of decaf coffee, but I had some uh, proper full caffeinated coffee beans that needed using up it's been in the fridge for a while so i made this massive like vat of coffee i was like oh, i've made too much there 
and uh, ended up like drinking three cups of coffee before he ended up watching Mandalorian and uh, mate I was buzzed I was serious <laughs> I was seriously I was bouncing off the walls I could barely sit still like you know it was an exciting episode of Star Wars as well there was lightsaber duels and all sorts and I'm like jumping around on the sofa going oh yeah this is amazing what oh. and uh, I felt like I was six years old again and then afterwards the girls were they like do, they like having a wrestle and playing around as well and so after Mandalorian finished went daddy can we have a wrestle and I was like yeah yeah let's let's have a wrestle <laughs> and I was still like excited from Mandalorian um, and I'm fired up from all this caffeine and we started doing this wrestling and I, I felt like I was in Star I felt like I was the Mandalorian and I'm flinging the girls around I'm doing you know when superheroes land and they do that, all that superhero landing and a bit of pavement cracks as they land I was yeah. kind of like pretending to do that and I was flinging the girls around and I flung Lily right smack bang Lily's head into Evie's head and like <laughs> Evie just burst into tears and she was like daddy you need to be more careful I was like what 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 because I didn't see what had happened and, and she told me and she's holding her face and she didn't want a hug because she was angry with me and she ran downstairs to mummy and said daddy's not being careful when he's wrestling and I was like why well, wrestling you can't be careful when you're wrestling they, you know accidents are going to happen oh, <sighs> funny I thought you were going to say yeah I ended up throwing her through the window <laughs> well <laughs> God. smash through the glass she Take forgave that. me she forgave me in the end bad, bad dad but yeah it was all uh, it was all good fun. They've not asked to wrestle today, though. <laughs> See, I get all that from my my boy. I've said this before on the podcast where he comes to me and he'll literally say, let's fight, let's fight. And he just comes up to me with his swords or whatever. And then he goes yeah. to his mum and goes, oh, let, let's cuddle on the sofa. I'm like, what the fucking hell? What's this? <laughs> I get all the fighting and knees yeah. to the groins and whatnot. It's just it's well out of order. But uh, yeah, it's mental. Um, talking Have you had of, a good weekend, mate? I didn't ask yeah yeah it's been all right actually it's been uh we kind of got out and about just kind of with some exercise obviously we're sort of uh locked down we're going to be tier two once it kind of opens yeah. up again but Same um so this today we went for a bike ride so we all went out the wife had the baby in the kind of sling thing and the dog and the, me and the boy were on our bikes we did a similar thing yesterday but i was he was on a bike i was my but my bike had a puncher so i went out on a scooter and stuff so um but oh, yeah so it's quite nice out. just to get out yeah and like i said to you before it's quite nice then because once you get back we was out for ages riding the bikes and he was like proper knackered coming back to the house up the kind of up the hill so it's nice once you get back you feel like you can chill out and then we end up the wife had here and the wife had cooked um some mince pies which i love and oh, then we had a roast too. dinner as well so it's yeah oh. it was a really nice sunday I really yeah we it. had a roast roast dinner today as well um, but mince pies it's the one of the best things about christmas i can't wait i love mince pies they're my favorite but cream um, uh or brandy cream or without without any cream i just just eat them just eat them as is yeah just, just eat them down, down. yeah it's good advice go that, yeah Raw, when it comes mate. to mince pies just eat them I don't, I, I don't need to delay the time it takes them to get into my mouth just get them in there that's why I yeah, can't I, eat mince pies quick enough I can eat them raw but I do like them warmed up uh, 20 seconds in the microwave and then a bit of cream on top yes, uh, yes. Fair oh yes Anyway, what I was going to talk to you about uh, before yeah. we kind of get into the frag stuff, but it's, it's frag related. I was going to talk to you about YouTube, actually. Um, oh, yeah, what's that? Because, well, yeah, I don't know if you're aware of it. But so, obviously, you, congratulations to your good self, because as I say, I think it was this week or the week before, you managed to hit 40,000 subscribers, yeah. which is wow. yeah, thanks, mate. a hell of an accomplishment. What are you on, uh, on now? I've not looked. I can imagine you're probably over that. Have you crept up a little bit more now? Um, I think it's, um, I think I'm just pushing. 40,300. 
Ah, oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, what I was going to chat, like, chat to you about, I thought, oh, that might be nice just to have a little chat to Chris uh, at the weekend. Because I've been, as we've mentioned before, I started a new YouTube channel fairly recently for kind of comedy stuff. And I'm on about only on about 113 subscribers or something. Yeah. And the stark realisation is beginning to hit me that it is going to be hard work to get this channel to 1,000 subs because it's not, the videos aren't searchable. If you were reviewing like technology or fragrances or anything, if you do a review of something that's newly released, that's people are going to be searching for that. So then yeah. they find your video, find your channel, and hopefully if you do a good job, they might subscribe so they can see ones in the future. Yeah, I don't know. You're probably familiar with how YouTube works, mate. So I'm just <laughs> explaining yeah. it to some for, people. For the that, benefit of the yeah, listeners. Yeah. yeah, for the benefit of the listeners. But it's really difficult with kind of comedy sketches and stuff because unless it's very much something that's uh, topical, people aren't really searching for it, which is now beginning to sort of uh, like hit me and I'm going to have to do a lot of kind of self-promotion basically and promotion outside of youtube to get people to share it and kind of to, to pick yeah. it up and I, and I heard recently that a lot of time the algorithms don't start kicking in sort of promoting your channel until you've done at least 35 videos either so that's another thing so um what i was going to kind of chat to you about is obviously your channel's do really well when you started out doing your youtube channel what were what like what did you expect or hope from it did you think oh i'd love to get to like five thousand subscribers or or ten thousand or did conversely did you quite optimistically or unrealistically think well i should be able to get a hundred thousand quite quickly why not there's a you know i watch other channels in different areas that have got five hundred thousand like what when you first well, started what yeah. were your what did you realistically or you know what did you think you could achieve or, or have you have you underachieved have you overachieved do you see what i mean where i'm getting at with that well, I think yeah, I think I've done better. I think I've um, I, I've done yeah better than I thought I would do. I mean, I had sort of an idea. I didn't know if I could achieve it, but when I started, uh, Mr. Smelly Dan had been going for um, I think about two years, and I think he was around ten thousand somewhere around there between ten fifteen thousand. So I thought, okay, that's sort of what maybe I could think about getting to after about two years and I think I did I think I remember so I'd been doing it two years last November because I remember when I was in New York remember I was on 14,000 when I was in New York so yeah so so what I thought was possible from from Dan's channel was pretty much exactly what what I did in two years and that is literally just putting out content that people want to watch putting out valuable content and uh, and do it consistently and make sure you've got all your SEO stuff, your, your search engine mm. optimization stuff uh, in your descriptions and your video titles. Uh, so yeah, I, I. But then, in this last twelve months since then, the um, the increase in subs kind of went up on a steeper incline, um, which was which has been amazing. Mm. Uh, and I think I got a good boost because I I collabed like I collabed with Demi and Jeremy and Coop. Cubano and um, Justin Copeland and Curly Sense, uh, you know, loads of people. And I was in New York and Carlos and Stephen. And I think, I think going on their channels and and having them on my channels, I think that did give me a nice little boost. And then, of course, all the stuff with Aaron was mm. new and different and refreshing, and people were were finding that. But I, yeah, that that's a funny thing because those videos are amongst some of my highest viewed with Aaron. But yet. I don't think they fit into a search term. I don't think anyone was searching for, before I released those videos, I don't think anyone was searching for perfumer rates, such mm. and such. 
um, which is what that little series became. So, I, but they were getting a lot high viewed. That I, I watched that first video came out with Aaron when I was in New York, and to be honest, I thought it's going to be a bit, little bit different. But I thought it was going to just be a bit of filler content essentially to tide over my channel whilst I was away in New York and I couldn't film. So it was like an, an easy video really. And I just watched it when it was released and the the figure, the views were going up and up and up and I, I just hadn't experienced that uh, that increase in views on a video so dramatically before. Hmm. So I think that uh, there's a few things there that tied we into should, it. We should probably say actually uh, the, the Aaron that you're talking about in case anybody doesn't know, I don't know why they wouldn't if they're, yeah. they're into fragrance, but it's obviously Aaron Terrence Shoes, the perfumer who's got the brand Aaron Terrence Shoes. He's got a lot of um, niche fragrances within the, in that from that fragrance house. He's a UK perfumer, isn't he? Um, kind yeah. of self self taught. So yeah, um, yeah um, that's those videos are very popular. Wondering, but, yeah because Aaron, Aaron was a breath of fresh air because he spoke his mind and he wasn't afraid to pull any punches. And I think people really, really enjoyed that. I mean, he created as many dislikes as he did likes, I think. He's one of those personalities where you love him or, or you hate him. Um, but he, uh, he certainly, his videos were certainly very popular. Yeah, I guess Pete, from from a lot of what people say, obviously he's he's brutally honest, you know, for and against something. But then also, mm. I guess he's coming from an informed place, so people kind of value the opinion more because obviously, as a perfumer, he kind of knows what he's talking about and how you go about creating a perfume. So people can kind of yeah. almost get a peek behind the curtain because he kind of gives you a bit more, you sure. know, in information, doesn't he? You say, well, normally you wouldn't put this with this, but actually sometimes it works if you do this, this, and this, or whatever. So I think people just found that really interesting and i guess different and interesting yeah talking about that as well i don't know if the video's got many dislikes but actually i remember seeing somewhere where actually youtube algorithms work basically on engagement so if you've got like comments and likes and also dislikes count towards an engagement score so if it's like got loads of dislikes it still works and the algorithms get promoted because obviously yeah it's getting a reaction it's getting it's engagement, like yeah. uh, engagement and that's what they they look for so that is one good thing mm. actually when people do kind of when people troll you or dislike or whatever it's like well actually you're still helping me there mate because it's an engagement so thanks yeah for that. <laughs> well just to take it back to to your channel steve i i think what you're doing with your comedy channel is it's in a much broader arena mm. you know fragrance is very niche so we're occupying a very small corner of, of youtube and i remember when i was researching my channel and i think this is really true if you want to grow quickly go into a very small niche but the downside of that is you can grow quickly but i think there's a seal there's a you reach a ceiling yeah. on the growth um earlier than if you were brought so it's I, I suppose it's about finding something that's in the middle that's not too broad an area um, that you can you can have a good healthy growth early but then it's not too niche that it's going to inhibit growth further down the line if you see what I mean so mm. I think when you've got a broader um, channel broader you're appealing to a, a broader market broader audience then I think it is harder to grow but having said that I think for shits and giggles is having a faster growth than your fragrance channel did because obviously you've migrated some audience over to it haven't you yeah i've migrated some and i've, I've done a lot more because like we've discussed this before as well when you start a fragrance channel it's kind of you don't tell all your friends because it's a bit of a weird hobby and you don't want to be judged to where i've been a lot more open about this one because people knew i did comedy yeah. and I've, I've, I've pushed it a lot more to friends family colleagues etc so i've kind of so i've had a, a nice initial Sort of, but like a, a sort of jumping start as it were so i got my first sort of 100 subs quite quickly uh, but now i think it's going to plateau and i think now it's going to be a bit of a slog like i actually saw 
one sort of UK comedy channel. Um, I don't know if he's so comparable because he was doing something slightly different to me, but he's got about 670 odd subs, and I looked, and he'd been going four years. I was like, oh no, this is going to be this is going to be a hard yeah. craft. But I'm up for the yeah. challenge. It's something to do. But interesting because obviously I've got a, a sales background. I'm kind of scientist, but then I'm in scientific sales. But it's the same like what you're talking about there. It's it's basically marketing. It's like when you when you're look, working with a niche or a smaller market, it's a lot easier to target them because you know who you're looking for and who they are so you can target them by doing either yeah. searchable content or very specific things and that's what they're looking for so you can target them but but like you say then the audience itself is fairly limited where it's broader it's good that you can appeal to everybody yeah. but then you're just going to merge into everybody else that's targeting everybody there's nothing specific or or, or uh, that you can target towards them and go this is so it, it's, it's it's like you say it works both ways but then you can grow a lot more because there are comedy channels like Aaron Kruskal, Woody and Kleiner, they've got literally hundreds of thousands, like millions. Yeah. Uh, so you can, you can get there, but it's, yeah. So I just so thought you, you need to, chat. yeah, I know, but uh, sorry, mate, I just as a little tip, um, what you want to try and do is get some uh, SEO uh, words into your video description. So it mm. might be things like, you know, my comedy heroes are Frank Skinner and mm. the guy that you just mentioned, you know, people who, who people are searching for and then YouTube, the Google bots can can at some point link those words with words that people uh, are searching for. Um, so and I so I think that's key to it is, is getting those keywords in your uh, in, in your video description. Interestingly, uh, I noticed certainly a big part um, of it. Obviously, it's great doing the second channel because I've learned I I not had to learn YouTube. I know how YouTube works as such now. Like on the, the first my first channel, it was all a learning curve, very steep learning curve. Like you do stuff and be like, oh, make sure I don't do that on the next video, or whatever. But at least I sort of know how YouTube works this time. But but I've no, I've noticed that they seem to have taken the like for the tags for the metadata, they've put in a lot less emphasis on that, and they're saying that they're not really used unless something's misspelt or something. That's when yes. you might want to put it in there. So it's interesting. But yeah, yeah, there you go. I just thought I'd uh, kind of pick your brain on that a little bit some people might be interested i know a lot of youtubers actually kind of listen to our podcast so they i thought they might want to yeah be so uh, what's your next i mean i guess the, the question just to finish off this little segment i guess it is is what what do you what do you aspire to hit or what do you think you can or what are your targets now um, are you are you aiming well, for 100 I, you know, is that the big one or do you do you think uh, right i'll try to do 60 by the end of next year or like do you have in, in your mind or are you just going with the flow now and you're happy with whatever you get or yeah, I'm kind of that kind of latter, mate. Just going with the flow. Um, you know, when I'm at 40, I'm not far away from 50, and then you're halfway to 100. So you do start thinking, I wonder if I could get there. Uh, not that it's going to be easy. I think that's still going to take some time. But I'm I'm happy. It's uh, it's kind of giving, it's keeping me out of trouble. It's giving me something to do creatively. And so I'm really enjoying where I'm at with it. So I'll just, I'll just keep doing it and see where it takes me. I mean, I've never... The numbers are numbers, and I know it's nicer to have bigger numbers. But I, and I do like it when I hit those milestones. But I never, I don't mind when people do this at all. But personally, I just feel a little uncomfortable putting a Instagram post going. I've just hit forty thousand, and uh, you know, I, I'm kind of just like, well, I'm just getting on with it and just doing it. And if I get good numbers, it's good. You know, it's great. But I'm just, I'm just grinding and. Uh, and and hope thankfully so far it's going really well so i'll just continue doing what i'm doing 
Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I know what you mean, but on a much smaller scale, because as we've discussed before, obviously it's a bit more of a job for you, as well, a hobby that's into a job, and me, it's still a hobby. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm just kind of the same on my much smaller scale. I'm coming coming up to like three and a half thousand subscribers on my fragrance channel, and I'm really chuffed with that. Like, I don't sort of watch the numbers. I used to, obviously, back in the day, I'd be kind of like I'm with my new channel, watching the numbers every time you get a few more. You're like, oh, yeah. But I don't, I don't anymore because I'm, I'm really chuffed with it. I'm really chuffed with what I've achieved. Anything now for me is extra. I'm like, this is all good. This is all bonus. I think for me, I would be, I think 5,000 is achievable. I don't know how long it's going to take for me. But sure. I think that's, yeah. that's, that's my sort of little target. I think that's going to be a big milestone for me. I think that's achievable. But... I am well happy with like the three and a half that I've got. That's more than I thought, and I'm sort of chuffed with that. So, so yeah, three and a half thousand people have have deemed your channel, you know, good enough to want to hit that subscribe button, and that is no yeah. small feat. That's that's fantastic, mate. Because what's funny is we've discussed this before, actually, before we move on. But um, there's a lot of people that that don't that just don't subscribe. It's it's, and I remember mm. we discussed this. It was new to me. Like fragrances were the first thing that I subscribed to. I didn't really see the get the point of subscribing. It's it felt like a commitment. I didn't like, I was like what am I? <laughs> I don't want to commit to you. We're not like it was weird. And a lot of people like that. Like my wife has been sharing um, some of my comedy videos to her colleagues at work, and this, they particularly liked the one um, about the like living with a woman. A lot of the observational kind of comedy type of stuff, and they end up starting yeah. a big conversation about it. And they're like, oh, well, we do that. Oh, I've got this. And they were like, she shared, showed me the WhatsApp conversation, and I said to her, I was like, well, get them to subscribe." And she's kind of like, nah, they don't do that. They they don't have YouTube accounts. They don't they don't subscribe. They just watch stuff and then move on to the next. Like, I'm yeah, like, that's damn it. it. <laughs> of course, you can watch YouTube videos without having to be signed in. So you, and exactly. if you're not signed in, you can't subscribe. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. I'm like, damn it. They're, they're all singing my praises. <laughs> and not one. Of, I actually think one might have subscribed. Anyway, um, yeah. right. I suppose we should talk about fragrance. So. Yeah, let's do it. Um, uh, should we do? Should we do what you've been wearing, and then just to, so we can get some fragrance content in, and then we'll do some podding, yeah. shall we? So, so what have you been wearing, Chris? All right. So, well, I've been testing some nice new ones from Theo Cabanel today. I put a little thing up on my Instagram about my first impressions. One of those called Oolala was was right up my street. Tobacco, iris, sandalwood. It's lovely. I've also hey today, I was inspired by George's recent video uh, where he was. Um, talking about Mont Blanc Explorer as being like the new king of uh, designer fragrances. So I'll wear it, I've not worn it in a little while. So I put that on uh, today and I, you know what, really enjoyed it. And uh, I, I got a decent performance off it. It, it lasted uh, pretty well. Have, you, have um, you got it again? Because I thought you flipped it. I thought when you bought it before, I did. you had it. I, fl I flipped it, but I've got the original decant, the original 10 mil decant ah, that, okay. that came as part of the blind trial um, ah, for Essential cool. that I did. Oh, that's so worse. That works using well. that, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I've also been wearing beautiful, one of my favourites from Amarud, it's called Santal Day's End. Uh, it's gorgeous sandalwood fragrance, but it's a little bit boozy. It's got a nice bit of uh, absinthe in there. It's got like a boozy kick. It's a beautiful scent, that one. And by Killian's Intoxicated, I've been wearing, oh, Kajal Hom, worn that this week. Um, oh, that's track. that's one that never fails, work, works every time. Really lovely fragrance from Kajal. And actually, right now, I'm wearing uh, Kajal's newest Lamar. I just just before we did the podcast I thought oh, I'll just I'll just throw that on um, I've kind of had a shower since I wore my first fragrance and I'm really enjoying that one as a nice relaxing at home calming type of fragrance I've got to say uh, so that's my that's wife's in. been wearing it a lot oh so yeah my wife right. my wife kind of tried it I was like I'll see what you think of this because she she liked it on me and she said it smelled a bit feminine I was like yeah fair enough and um and I kind of let her have the bottle and she's she's been wearing it a lot actually she's yeah. got a few fragrances but I've noticed that like the last week I've caught her wearing it 
three or four times, I reckon. So, yeah, yeah, you, you've caught her wearing it. Like <laughs> She's trying to sneak around and not get caught. And you're like, oh, you're wearing me. You've stolen some of my fragrance, haven't you? Well, no, it's, it's with her. She doesn't have many, so I kind of recognise them. And I, again, as a fraghead, you sort of test yourself going, oh, I think I think she's wearing that. Because I could smell it as soon as I walked yeah. in the door the other day. I was like, oh, I definitely know that one. So, yeah. Yeah, great. Um, so I've also worn Behique, which is one from Renier Perfumes. I dropped a video on that on Friday. And I've also been wearing the Hudson's Zero uh, one which is ah. um, getting a lot of talk at the moment i was going to ask you i don't think i messaged you because i know you posted about this have you got the i think it's quite a new one isn't it hudson zero three or zero yes three. it's literally just come out this week but uh, i got it i haven't got it yet no they said they're going to post it to me but uh, i've not got anything yet yeah, i bet yeah. tony's probably got it <laughs> yeah quite probably <laughs> after his arm off haul oh, not yeah, bitter about that tony <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I'm not. You no, know, because I like the sound of that one. Well, obviously, they all get hype, a lot of the uh, yeah. Hudson fragrances. I've not tried any of them. And then I saw the third one, and it's kind of looked like it was a bit more of a fresher kind of fragrance. I thought, well, that might be up my street, so I might sort of uh, try that. Too. Well, yeah, it's the, with them, it's the quality. It's the, it's, it's the, the, the blend, the smooth blend of the fragrances for such a low cost. And ah. they've, they've, I think they had an offer on, I think, until... what What's the date today? Is it... 30, 29th yeah so until tomorrow and this goes out tomorrow but uh, you might still get in there in time but yeah they had £10 off their 100ml bottle so you could get 100ml for 29.99, which is just mind blowing for what you're getting so yeah um, get in there people if you haven't do already done it at least that. get some samples yeah cool is so that what, it? What, that's it what have you been wearing um, I have been wearing um, earlier in the week actually it was uh, Nigel who uh, reminded me that I've not worn this fragrance for quite a while I wore Purple Gourmand from PocketSense.co.uk lovely which is a I Gourmand. mean if you like yeah if you like Gourmand fragrances that's one to recommend because certainly is the value yep. for money proposition is brilliant it's really good quality I said to Matt before at PocketSense if that was a niche house that released that you could quite believe it. You could quite you, Ten times you could easily, the cost. yeah. You could pay a lot more money than that. Um, yeah. So it's it's a really good quality. It's what I like about it is it's sweet, but it's not sickly sweet. It's kind of it's a nice fragrance. It's super um, smooth as well, isn't it? it? Smells really natural to me. Mm, I've had um, John Vavatos, the original. I mentioned that before. Wore that yeah. one time this week. Um, too, a fragrance that I've worn this week as well. After I found out that it is being discontinued, is Boss Bottled Intense EDP. Um, you, mm. You've purchased a bottle, haven't you? I don't know if it's a I have. Yet, you influenced yeah. me, Steve, yes. by posting something on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, I had a panic attack and my heart started racing. I went online, I searched for it, it was available, so I bought it. And well then I, it wasn't until my PayPal notification came through that I'd just paid Natino. I was like, oh, what have I just done? But it was, it was, I got it cheap, so... Uh, uh, it's, actually, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll really enjoy it. Good, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, it's for me. To, might, it's a uh, lovely, comforting fragrance. It's really nice, really good. Okay, cool. Well, looking forward to that. Look forward to getting your impressions on that. Your first yeah. impressions. That'd be good. Um, what else have I worn? I've worn um, one from Alexandra Fragrances. Their Hort Luxure, which is yes. their take on uh, Hort Lux from uh, Roger Parfums. That's a uh, interesting fragrance. It's nice and as not. Not probably not too surprising. Not really something that excites me per se. But obviously, the original from Roger cost two and a half grand, which is mind blowing to me. But there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you smelled the original? Oh gosh, I can't remember if I smelled it 
in store or if I smelled it with when I saw Roger in I don't think I did you know I don't think I I have I don't think I have no mm. uh, but it's it, so it's to do with the cost of materials so yeah, whilst it you know doesn't necessarily smell better than a, a, a 200 pound or 300 pound fragrance obviously it's subjective it depends on what you like um, but there'll be there'll be an ingredient there'll be a material in there that is very very hard to source and that's what puts the cost up. Uh, and some people will will buy that fragrance because they want that highly sought after, very rare ingredient, um, just for them to know that they they're wearing that rare ingredient within their perfume, and that no one else around them will, will be wearing it. Some people are willing to, uh, to to pay that much money for it. And and that rare ingredient is smugness. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you get when you wear Roger. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else the only other thing I've worn this week uh, actually a couple of things actually I've worn a Party in the Bay from Malibu I don't know right. how familiar you are with that that was a sample that uh, TJ a guy from one of the groups sent me a while ago he sent me a few samples I'm kind of slowly working my way through it's really nice it's um, anything that's got coconut in it just reminds me of holidays I mean this yeah, is sometimes lotion and drinking cocktails that kind of thing it's got like a lime citrusy top and there's coconut and sugar in there as well as rum and sandalwood so it, I mean it's it's just like a coconut rum cocktail it just reminds me of holidays so does it it's, smell like Malibu then well, it's not surprisingly, yeah, <laughs> it does a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, are you sure it you've does. not just bought a bottle of Malibu and you've been throwing it on yourself? <laughs> it's just, it's just fleeced it's me. Sticky. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tastes really nice. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and another one I've tried, I've that arrived today actually, was a uh, Lom Lacoste Intense. Uh, well, Lacoste Lom Intense, I should say. Um, so right. It's much hyped. I managed to get that on a Black Friday deal, so I'm going to drop a review on that on my YouTube channel. So, I think that's it, really. I think that's me. So. Great, great. Here we go. Should we do a bit of Podmin before we forget? Oh gosh, I forgot about Podmin. Yeah, I know we're doing it all last about face because I started it's talking all back to, to you front, about. Isn't it? Yeah, I started interviewing you basically. Yeah, didn't I? so we've uh, detracted. Yeah. So all right, yeah, do Podmin. As I just spoke, do you want to do reviews first? We do it all sure. last about face. So we do reviews and then we do the uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, let me uh, let me get get oh, our caught, review. Caught you off the hop, haven't oh. I? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't. Think, did I save? Yes, I've got it. Um, I, I, what I do is I go to the reviews and I save them as a screenshot, and I just had to find that in my gallery, and it's here. So, I think this is maybe my favourite review title of all time. It's okay. called it, it's Ripper Show. Oh, Ripper nice. Show, love it. And I think the person who's who's I think it's an Australian ism. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. It sounds like uh, an Australian. And the, the person, uh, Dan Yuanri, I think they're called, from Australia. And uh, so they, they actually, Australians always write in their accent, actually. It says, Ripper Show, good day. And that's where my Australian accent will end, and I will carry on in my normal accent. Um, it says, good day, these fellas are great to listen to without hearing the 35 different ways on how iris is used in a fragrance. Cheers, fellas. So there we go. Thank you, um, Dan, Dan Yuanri if that's how you pronounce it that's a lovely review and much appreciated and glad you're enjoying the podcast and i think that just highlights what i was telling max forty as well in the week because he he asked I, he interviewed me on 
Instagram and he was asking us about the podcast, asking me about the podcast. And one of the things I said was that what we wanted it to be was something different. We didn't want it to be too technical in terms of talking about fragrances. We did want that to be an element, but we wanted it to just be two mates getting together, having a chat, which is not what a lot of blokes do. And we wanted to kind of put ourselves out there and say, yes, why not? Why aren't blokes talking about fragrances? Uh, it's part of our life. It's it's a hobby. It's it's a, a passion. So why 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 aren't we talking about it? Uh, so that's I was saying that's what we wanted to do with the podcast. And I think um, this person is enjoying the fact that we don't go into too much depth about the technicalities of fragrance and how it's made and uh, and all that. We just chat about about what we like in in, in fragcom and in terms of what we're wearing. So I think we we try and keep it real is what I'm I'm saying and uh, and this guy obviously appreciates that. Ah, that's cool. That's really nice. No, exactly. Like you said, we just wanted it to be very accessible really. Mm. So and so far the feedback seems to suggest that it is. So that's really good. Is that the yeah. only review anymore? That's yep. That's it. It's the only review, okay. uh, folks out there. Please feel free to go to Apple Podcasts and uh, leave us a review if you'd like. That that does help us. Um, so feel free, feel free to drop one for us. Yeah, no, that'd be really appreciated. Um, so Kofi's then. We've had a few Kofi's this week, so um, everybody knows by now. But you can support the podcast financially if you go to ko-fi.com forward slash the scent geeks, all one word, and you can. It's basically like you're just buying us a coffee to say thanks. You can donate as little as three pounds. And we put that towards uh, like admin fees, like hosting fees for the podcast, etc. Um, in case anybody wonders, um, we don't like last week. We took two hundred pounds for the the mental health obviously charity. That's that's not a normal week. <laughs> we are not getting yeah. that every week. There was particular. There was a few very generous donations. One in particular that really kind of boosted that, and it was especially for the kind of mental health kind of awareness and donation. So, so thank you guys. So do please keep supporting us through Kofi's because it helps keep the podcast up and running. Um, so we've had a few this week so we've had two from one person because they missed the um, mental health kind of charity donation so they did one for that and then another one kind of for us which was nice so uh, cap sniffer has said a dearest spritz and spray uh, it said I just got round to listening to week 46 which would have been the mental health one important messages this week well worth supporting too many people don't talk about these things and I, it seems especially pertinent given the current shitty situation enjoy the frag stuff too lol cheers cap sniffer so they kind of did that and donated some towards the the charity and then they did another <laughs> one and they said hola um civet and uh, castorium nice they, I think they're trying to give us some nicknames here. Hopefully, they don't catch. Yeah, what's going on? With, what's going on with these nicknames in, in these last two uh, coffees? I don't know. I mean, if if they donate more money, they can call me whatever. They can call me something <laughs> with four letters for all I care. If they're going to support the podcast, um, they said following last week's uh, mind donation, here's a little one for you as well. So they basically bought us a coffee for us, which was lovely. So thank you for that. Uh, Wayne from Brisbane, who you may recall, he's a serial donator. He has donated a few times in the past. He has said, uh, great shows as usual, fellas. Keep, uh, kept the last three shows downloaded to help with my very long flight back home from Brisbane. Oh, that's really cool. I just love the fact that you kind of sort of did that especially and just sort of built them up so you could listen to them on, on the flight. That's really cool. Uh, he also said, nice. scent of the day is the very underrated Percival. Have a great week. Um, yeah, I, I love Percival. See, I like Percival, but I actually think it's so similar to uh, Mont Blanc fierce. fragrance. Yeah, that I just... Oh, um, I thought you were going to say Abercrombie and Fitch Fierce, but... You mean... Well, 
Mont Blanc Legend, yeah, Mont Blanc Legend yeah. and Fierce is really comparable. So everybody compares those. And then Percival has got a very similar DNA as well. So mm. it's, it's sort of, I struggle to justify the cost on Percival, but it does smell good, there's no doubt. Um, yeah. And then we had um, another donation from someone who wanted to be kept anonymous, anonymous which was lovely. So um, that's kind of just doing it purely out of the goodness of the heart. They don't want any credit, glory or anything like that. They just wanted to kind of support the podcast and say thanks, which I think is really lovely. So thank you for that. Thank you, anonymous person. That's very nice of you. Yeah, cool. Right. So have we done, have we done all the... It's all asked about face, but I think we've, we've ticked, <laughs> ticked the boxes, haven't we, I think? Yeah, we, we, we're kind of playing all the right notes, just not quite in the right order, but exactly. we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get through to the end. It's fine. We're nearly there. We can bring in the scenario <laughs> soon. But before we do, is there anything that you've seen this week that you wanted to mention... Um, well, can we? Uh, oh, first, oh, we we should definitely mention um, uh, Ant from Talk yes. and Review. He did a mammoth, epic, twenty-four hour live stream, nonstop, um, all in aid of mental health. So, shout out to Ant for doing that. What a hero! What a trooper! Um, and he raised uh, some some money for that as well. So, so well done, Ant. I wanted to shout you out. Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to do the same. Um, I think it was off of the back of Nigel's live that we spoke about a few weeks ago which then made us want to do the sort of episode about it as well and, and make a yeah. donation and then he was also equally kind of motivated by it to do something so he decided to do a 24 hour stream the crazy fool but yeah fair play to him so defo shout out uh, go and check yeah. out the youtube channel talk and that's an n so talk and review and they do uh, movies and fragrances so two of my favorite things so sometimes it's fragrances mm. sometimes it's movies if you're not into movies don't worry about it you just don't watch those videos just choose to watch the fragrance ones it's not uh, it's not a deal breaker yeah. as far as i'm concerned but i do really enjoy nope. it so yeah anything else yeah. i think it's... can we can we talk about your mic boner now <laughs> my mic boner well, that yeah. wasn't the only issue i had in that video was it <laughs> it was um so chris is talking about um a video i did uh, i did a first impressions of the alexandria fragrance i mentioned earlier hort luxor and it wasn't a successful filming session, to say the least, to be honest. Um, there was other things that, that the viewer didn't see. I had a very squeaky chair, which was really annoying. Um, so I had to keep like, making sure I didn't move at all. Then my... Um, well done. Then my... <laughs> he's oh God, he's a sounds guy. You did this before. You're like Jonesy from Police Academy. He's whooping out the sound effects again. It's like, oh, you went just... Yeah, well done. Yeah. And then... Um, I normally make sure my mic isn't pressed right against my top because sometimes I've had in the past where it rubs if you move a little bit. I don't know if you've ever had this, like your jump or whatever rubs against the mm. mic and causes a bit of friction. So I normally try and just lift it up a little bit, but there's a bit too much slack, wasn't there? So it was a bit... Um, a bit... got a little bit excited, your microphone, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It had a little. It was a little bit aroused, shall we say? It was very uh, prominent. It was upright, Re-erect. looking, yeah. looking up, trying to steal my glory, trying to get all the attention. <laughs> And then, but that was the least of my worries because I then finished filming the video. I did the first impressions, filmed it, did the outro. Yep, see you later, all that jazz. Went to press the stop and it had already stopped recording because the SD card had filled up. So I only recorded like the first couple of minutes and it cut off. So I had to, I had to redo the first impressions, which oh, I, no. I admitted I didn't try and blag it and pretend I hadn't smelt it before. I just kind of was honest about it. But yeah, it was just... Uh, Oh, it's, yeah. it's calamity. Do, do you calamity not have a flippy areas. screen on your camera so you, so you can see the re, you can, it tells you when your cards ended or, or not? 
Um, I do. I do have a flippy screen, so normally you can see the red, obviously, recording, but I try not to look at the screen because then it, you can see that you're not looking at the camera or the lens or whatever, so I try yeah. not to. So I just kind of got in the zone and I was powering through because I think I'd made maybe a couple of mistakes, so I just redid some bits and I got through. I was like, yep, sweet, sorted. And then also I was, I was, rush, I was probably rushing it a little bit because the wife was waiting for me because I was going to go out and get some food. <laughs> and then she was like, well, how long are you going to be? I was like, oh, it, won't, it won't be long, but I just, I've got a couple of videos to like 45 minutes tops. And obviously the moment you put any sort of time deadline on recording a video, well, obviously everything's going to fucking go wrong in it. So yeah, I ended up having to redo it and everything. So. When, you felt, when you found out, did you just, like just kind of uh, just lean back and put your arms in there and go, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I think at that point I can imagine it was like, you doing that. I don't. I, I mean, that is something that I would probably do. I think there was. Um, do you remember when I sneezed in that uh, video, and then I swore and I left it in just as a, like as an outtake yeah. sort of thing. It was like, yeah. um, I, no, it wasn't a sneeze. It was a hiccup because I get really annoyed by hiccups. I was talking and I, and I hiccuped and I was like, oh, you fucking motherfucker! I like really swore like really hard. Um, no, I think <laughs> at that point I was like, oh, I was confused to start with because I kept thinking, did I not press record? That's really schoolboy. But then I went and watched it and I did. It just, uh, yeah, the memory card had filled the up. The card had, had ended, yeah. So I, um, yeah, I, what, what I do is, uh, it's really noticeable on my flip screen when, when my card ends or when my battery's going because, like, big white writing comes up. So thankfully, uh, I... I catch it and, and I notice it. And I, I think perhaps, because a lot of the time I film mine in various sections, uh, whereas I think you're probably a bit more freestyle than me. And I think once you're looking at the lens uh, for the majority of the video, you're not looking at that flippy screen quite quite as much. So I can see how you perhaps didn't didn't notice. And more so um, with those first but, impressions, because I normally do them in one take. Like if it's a bit more of a formulaic yeah. review, I, there's more sections yeah. I'll do. Right, right, I'll talk about You can about break the, it into sections, yeah. performance, yeah. whatever, and it's a bit more sections. So then I will look at the screen and see how I'm doing, how much time's left on... Because my camera actually only records in 20 minutes the maximum video length is Mine 20 too. minutes yeah so um so i'm normally conscious of that but first impressions i normally just do one tape record it. it takes you know seven eight minutes and i chop it down a little bit so i so yeah i really wasn't paying any attention to the screen to be honest so, yeah yeah well i've done that sometimes i've i've not hit record uh i've uh i did i filmed a video for i think it was a couple of years ago for an alexandria fragrances uh video or something and the whole thing was out of focus like oh. massively it was unwatch it was unwatchable and i just spent about an hour filming it and i just had to suck it up take a deep breath and do it again because you have that feeling when you finish filming a video you have that feeling of like oh i've done it now i've got it under my belt yeah um, feels good doesn't it you know when you film something and then just to find out that it's unusable and i've had that before sometimes where it's recorded with no sound you know, oh, yeah. sometimes I need a different adapter for whether I'm using my camera or recording some, if I've been recording something on my phone. And if I've forgotten to change the adapter, then it just records no sound. It doesn't even record any onboard camera sound. So it's just literally no audio. So you got to re-record. Um, I, uh, I, I mean, I'm just talking about things that go wrong here. Should we, should we continue with this? This <laughs> <laughs> could take a while, yeah. It's... But I've had that because my mic is, you can flip it between phone and camera and stuff. So uh, the camera, it gets, it, it uses a battery if it's on the camera, where the, the phone, it doesn't. So I've had that if the battery goes, it yeah. loses it. Or if I've been using it on my phone, I didn't flip the settings back to camera. And it, yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare. I use a wireless, um, a wireless lav mic these days, but I used to use this ridiculously long um, 
wired microphone setup and what I would do is say if I was in the middle of recording and there was an interruption like if the postman knocks on the door and you run downstairs and get the parcel before they drive off again I'd like unplug my microphone from the long adapter cable so I'd have the lav still attached to my shirt oh, okay, and yeah. I'd run I'd run downstairs I'd do it all I'd run back upstairs and because I'd probably leave the camera recording and I'd stand on my spot and I'd start talking and I've not I've not plugged the microphone back in <sighs> schoolboy uh, so yeah yeah, and I, mean, how, I was going to ask you. You know, when you're filming in outdoor locations, how hmm. do you find your setting up for the focus outdoors? Because it can be tricky. Do you have problems ah, with that? It's a freaking nightmare because I don't use autofocus. Because the yeah. my Nikon or Nikon um, is very sensitive on the autofocus. It will keep shifting. Yeah, keep it'll shifting just bounce. And it's just, yeah. it's a freaking pain. Yeah. So I have it fixed focus. So then I have to find something well actually i think it was you that originally told me like because yeah. i asked you about how you do it and you say oh from home i use like a, a broom handle or whatever and i'm i'm the same I'll, I'll get out about and i've got to find something to use as a as a version of me um you've got so to try just, and yeah. guess where your head is going to be yeah so i use like a stick a log or yeah. whatever and try and focus on that get that in focus and then i'll film me and then i'll do a little tester shot and play it back and check it's in focus then i'll go yep. back so 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 much faff where now with my setup at home it's quite nice because i use a wide angle it's the camera's within reach so i can just press record or whatever and i can always hit the focus like within reach because i'm using a wide angle lens so it's quite a lot nicer filming at yeah. home but what, sometimes when I've been filming outdoors and I've set my, my focus like that on like a second tripod or a stick or something, and then I'll watch it back and a couple of times I know that I'm soft, uh, I'm slightly out of focus. And it's maybe because that I just moved a little bit when I was mm. getting into talking and describing things and I didn't realize that I'd moved. And, it, and my lens is a very, very um, shallow uh, depth of field. So there's not much room for maneuver. So if you move just like, a couple of centimeters you're not sharp anymore so i've had i've had that experience so recently what i've been doing is filming uh like my behik video i filmed in autofocus okay just because it kind of finds me uh, all right but sometimes it'll lose you um you might hold a bottle up and it thinks oh i'll focus on that thing that you just held up there instead of on your face and so what uh, i i had a nightmare with my uh, recent outdoor autumn video that i did and um, what i ended up doing was filming each section so i did this so there were 10 fragrances and after i'd filmed each one i had to stop check back the footage that i'd just filmed to check it was in focus and then start again and it was a good job that i did that because on at least three or four of those sections it hadn't found me on the focus so it wow. so it is it is hit and miss uh so i, I it took me ages to film that video because i had to go back and refilm sections that i'd already done but it had recorded out of focus and because of the nature of the shot on that i was so far and my lens the, with the lens that i use the camera's got to be very far away from me so at the distance i am away from the camera even with the flippy screen you can't tell whether you're sharp or not you've got to go and watch mm. the footage back to to check it uh so it can right. be tricky you're using like a 50, a 50 <laughs> mil, aren't you? Like a nifty 50. Yep, nifty 50. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Like you yeah. say, the distance, because I, I used to use a 35 mil, but the distance, anyway, we're getting a bit techy now. So, but yeah, the distance <laughs> is a bit of a nightmare. That's why I do yeah. enjoy the wide angle stuff, but you just don't get the as nicer visuals, particularly outside, obviously. Anyway, shall we do yeah. a scenario? I think we, let's do a scenario. Yeah. Let's do this. So, what this, have we got? This has come from a serial scenario uh, contributor. 
uh, called Anton. Now, we've shouted out Anton loads of times, and what I haven't done, and I do apologise, we've neglected to actually shout out his kind of his blog and his Instagram page because he's a very active um, contributor in FragCom. So um, Anton is a curious nose. So you can check out his blog, which is called acuriousnose.com, and he blogs about um, fragrance and fragrance stories, and he does all sorts, really, book reviews, popular culture. He's done quite an interesting uh, kind of review on Gravitas on there as well, kind of introduction to Mr. Gravitas, I think it's, it's called. Um, so yeah, it's uh, Meet Mr. Gravitas, it's called. So it's, it's a really nice piece on there. And he's got the same handle as well on Instagram. So it's worth going and checking him out because he's really got a really good uh, kind of uh, thing going on. So I've never really kind of given him the recognition he deserves for that. We've always just shouted out Anton and, and not his uh, pseudonym, which is a curious note. So go and check him out, please. Go Anton. Um, Yes, um, and bless him, he's never asked us to. He's never kind of said, oh, would you mind just calling me a curious nose instead of that? He's never kind of sought um, kind of credit for any of that. So he is just kind of a really active member. He's really cool. Good guy, good guy. And he's also active in the uh, Facebook group, the Scent Geeks podcast Facebook group. So go and join that group as well if you haven't already done so. So he said, here it is. Uh, Christmas is fast approaching and as a fragrance enthusiast, you're looking to get members of your family more into scent. This year, you take it upon yourself to buy three men in your family, three different scents, which are all linked in some way. So the three men in question are your father, grandfather and son. The fragrances must uh, speak to different generations, but share a common link. For example, but he said you can't use this, but um, so he said, for example, it might be from the same house. Like what fragrances do you do you buy? He said a good example, which you can't use in case so just to take one away from you might be like aqua de uh, aqua de palmas colonia which obviously has a lifespan of some 80 odd years and there's different flankers and stuff so he said you could get different versions for each different sort of age generation right so yeah i thought that was kind of quite a cool little touch so he said your grandfather father and son but i think if Mm. it makes it easier it might be like your father your brother and your his son so your nephew if it's so then it's someone you're at similar age or something if you want but but yeah basically three different generations from yeah from a, a one house oh he's got it boom got it on then hit me up hit me up so i'm i am gonna go yep same house did, was that did we have to do same house or did it not have it, to be same he house? just said it he what? said it had to be like a common link so the example right. could be the same house uh, i guess it could be a similar dna or it could be same perfumer or something like that but one of the examples he said was same house so right well i'm going same house and all these three fragrances are not the same but they've all got the same name as okay, part cool. of the title that links them all together so I'm going with Dior, and for I'm going to start with my with my dad. So I'm going to go with, and this this ties us into something that that you were looking for some information on as well, Steve. Actually. Oh yeah, so, yeah, I messaged uh, you yeah. on that, so we can come back to. It. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, we'll yeah, come back to. That. Yeah. So for my dad, I'm going to go with Eau Sauvage Parfum, because I feel like it links to that lovely classic 1966 EDT DNA. It's got that timeless appeal, very fresh and clean and gentlemanly but the, the the parfum fuses it with uh, a more modern type of gentlemanly smell. Uh, I know that my formulation is different to the one that's currently available. Mine was the 2012 to 2017 formulation, which has some uh, myrrh in it. And I think that's a common trend in modern perfumery, in, in Western perfumery, to have like incense and myrrh and resins. I feel like it just adds this depth and this mysterious kind of sensual quality. So the parfum is amazing. I, I, I love it. And I, and I know that my dad 
loves that style of fragrance and I know that he, he would love Eau Sauvage Parfum. So for my grandfather, I would go with the original, the 1966, fresh, clean, easy to wear, uh, and a scent that he would be, he would, you know, very much be able to get on with. Maybe like the myrrh and the resins might be too much, but, you know, grandpa would be fine with, with the nice clean 66 uh, EDT. And of course, for the sun, we're going with Sauvage. Um, and I'd probably just go with, I mean, any of them, but let's just say Sauvage EDT. Obviously a very different scent profile to Eau Sauvage, but same house, uh, got the same name in it for part of it. And obviously that works great for, for younger people. It's a bit more vibrant, a bit more modern. Uh, there are my choices. Well done, well done. Oh, I lost my voice there, have you heard? Um, <laughs> that's good. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, well done. I was uh, sitting, <laughs> sitting on one of my nads, I think. Um, yeah, so this actually links back to, I, so I messaged you, this is the sort of sad conversations that Chris and I have sometimes offline. We do talk sometimes during the week and I messaged you, didn't I, saying, because basically the thought that comes to mind, I saw somebody was selling um, Dior uh, Eau Sauvage, the Parfum version in one of the groups. And it's been yep. on my radar for ages because ages ago I smelt it, like literally a couple of years ago was the first time I smelt it. And I really liked it. I was like, oh, that's really nice. I really like that, which it's kind of rare for me for that style, but obviously it's done so well. I think it's hard not to appreciate it. And I've been, so it's been on my radar and I've kind of been wanting to get it. And I had messaged you, didn't I? And I said, um, it's been on my radar for a while. I've been wanting to get it, but which which version though? Because uh, I can't remember which version I smell. I don't know if it was the original EDT, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like, yeah. so which, which version remember? is the one to go for? Can you remember what the label, what colour the label was? No, I can't remember. Right. I can't okay. remember, um, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, what? so I guess you've sort of explained the difference a little bit there. So, obviously, yeah. the EDT is the very much the original. I, I, I guess it's been reformulated, obviously, to kind of meet current standards. but Probably a, li much... a little bit, but, yeah, it's still that, that kind of timeless... Almost like Fuchsia. Aqua de Palma Colonia yeah. is, is probably a little bit different to what it was in 19, you know... 19 or whatever but um you know it's still along the the same lines and uh so i think the au sauvage edt is as well um less familiar with that if i'm honest i have smelled it but okay. um i'm let it so the the parfum obviously as as you might imagine is just slightly heavier and slightly denser richer um but still manages to have that lovely fresh clean crisp element that the uh the original edt has so I think it's a bit more of like, like I said, it, it mixes, it merges the contemporary with the classic, um, the parfum, uh, okay. which just really hits the spot for me. What year? What year was the parfum? I'm just actually trying to Google it now. I don't wonder what year that was. So uh, it was released in 2012, and okay. yeah. the 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 formulation with myrrh in was discontinued in 2017, and the current version that you can buy now uh, doesn't have. I don't think it has the myrrh in. Um, but people say it smells great. People still say that it just smells wonderful. And if you can, you remember what color the label was of the bottle that someone was selling that you were interested in? Um, I think it was black. I think if the label is all black, including the little bit of the label in the middle that has the name of the fragrance on, mm. if that bit where the writing is 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 black 
as well as the black band around it, then that's the 2012 formulation. But the current version is black label and then a silver bit in the middle with the writing on. So that, so it's the 2017 onwards formulation. If it's a silver Parfum label on the black band, and if it's all black, that's the 2012 to 2017 formulation. Hmm. I will have a look. And I'd go for that if you can. I'd go for that. Okay, cool. I'll have a look at that. Um, mm. Yeah, I need to have a look. It was in the groups, but it came up and I was like, ah, oh, and it was quite a good price actually. So I need to uh, have a look. Cool. Yeah. Well, I reckon that's yeah. that's time, mate. To be honest, um, we've been going that's for a while. Time. I think I've got to go and edit yeah. this. I'm editing bitch. We're later than usual, down to my very selfish <laughs> three-month-old baby. So, so yeah, I think that's it. Uh, do you want to say goodbye? Yes, I will. Um, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And every week we get messages of people listening on long haul flights or people helping them through lockdown or it helps a little bit with mental health. And all this is brilliant. And this is the main driving force for Steve and I. So please just keep these stories coming in because we love hearing them. Um, it just gives us a really warm feeling. It makes us feel wanted and needed. And that's what Steve and I like. It helps our mental health. <laughs> it does. So we, actually, uh, we discussed this recently, didn't we? I was going to say that we... Um, I sort of messaged you. I had some um, some tool like comment on some, one of my videos on Friday, and we were sort of commenting. It's like sometimes you have to put up some right bell ends like, on your comments, and then but then today was it today? I can't remember. Yesterday I got like a really lovely message on one of my videos from someone that said, "Oh, I've just discovered you. You're like hilarious. It's really good." And and we both said it's it, those those messages make up for all the bell ends that we have to put up with because we do have to put up with some of them, yeah. unfortunately. And those so the messages that you guys send about the podcast or our videos are so welcomed, and they honestly they do make a difference. And they do um, really kind of keep us pushing on, don't they? So yeah, yeah please keep do. them coming. They do. So thank yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll just sign off by saying, have a week, geeks. Cool. Cheers, Chris. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for all your uh, coffees, etc. Do please keep those scenarios coming in because I am uh, running out, so I do really appreciate it. And thanks again to Anton, um, a curious nose. Other than that, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you same time, same place. Uh, take care. Much love. The sand geeks, 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 the sand geeks. We were the sand geeks. Yeah.